So I think we should just get right into it. You know, so not even say this is a clause in rosin. Yeah, just get right. That that's better. Okay. Yeah. Right. Like, uh, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the long-awaited, long-overdue clause and Roz unplugged CRU. Um, my name is Joe Clossy, and with me is my co-host Nikon Rossi. Nikon, say hello. Hi, my name is Nikon Razi. This is the uh, CRU, and um, I'm very happy to be here. I'm very happy to do this. You know, it, it took a long time. It took many, many years, many, many years of growth for me to come back, but I'm ready now. I'm better than I ever was. I have facial hair now. I'm, I'm becoming a man, and I'm ready to, to be uh, the person I always wanted to be with my shark tooth necklace. <laughs> Um, I think it's important, Nikon, that we let the listeners know our purpose, right? So let's start out maybe with our, our purpose, our why. I know that in the past, Ace News, I mean, you know, we made people smile. We were successful. Um, we had something to say at a time when everyone is listening right now. Um, and so... If you can remember, let's take a, take a quick trip down our memory lane here. Let's recall quickly how fun and successful Ace News was um, for the years that you were running it, right? And I'll, I'll, I just want to start really quick. I mean, the voiceover skits. Remember the voiceover skits? <laughs> awesome. You mean the ones where I was like, how does Mr. Clausy have that kind of a face? Yes. What is he? We did something about hair i think the beard was it the beard the best a man can get or something oh my gosh the problem is and i'm gonna regret it is once this is over i'm gonna think of i'm gonna think of things because we did so many episodes so many skits it gets to the point where i'm i'm pretty young but even i'll forget that i even did that i'll I'll go back on some ace news and be like whoa i don't remember that episode where did that idea come from there was a time where i even uh imitated marco rubio Oh did something God. there with Mr. Vasquez and then with you and that. I mean, the FAFSA, how the FAFSA was the cure with Mr. Show. I mean, that skit. That, that skit hit home. That could have been the best. I mean, we, we had some natural things happen. Um, we wore the same thing to the Camarillo Noontime Optimist Awards two years in a row. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. You did not realize that until you were editing yes. the second one, um, which was awesome. We did that on purpose, though, of course. Right? You were right. It's right. It's not my only suit. Exactly. Uh, however, that, that was also awesome in addition. You know, it was just natural. It was organic. Yeah. No, it, it really was. And that's, this is why I'm, I'm coming back after three years, you know, of, of going off to, uh, to college and being able, I mean, the fact that we're doing this right now, just that, that's my why. The fact that I have this bond, this connection with, with, uh, with you and the gang to, to do this, to say something when, when nobody else has time to say it and everyone else is worried, this is the time. So I'm, uh, I'm excited. I'm yeah, excited. man. I, I think it's important that we reconnect between the two of us um, because 
we were trying to make some sense of the world around us while you were at ACE um, and disseminate that to the audience. And we attached like this humorous side to us, which, which was funny and awesome and, and entertaining right. nonetheless. Um, and I think we should do that again. Um, let's, let's talk about some of the skits that we got. Let's talk about the plan. I think um, one of the coolest things in this episode and, and in our episodes to come that we're, we're trying to drop on everybody is um, news, right? We, we always yeah. wanted to bring the news, but we brought a lot of ACE news at that time. Now, Correct. I think we should drop some real news on the people and we're going to call it, um, what's the elephant in the room? Um, the elephant in the room is the obvious news, right? So what's the obvious from the world around us? Um, you know, in addition to the news, we'll put our spin, our take, our opinion on, um, what it is that we're talking about. And I think that that's going to be pretty entertaining, uh, to say the least. So, um, how do you feel about the elephant in the room? Are you ready to go? I am ready to go. I'm looking over my notes real quick. I am. Let's do this. Okay. Okay. Here we go. Here we go. So we know um, the response. We know, we know enough about our responses from several different levels with regards to reacting to the pandemic that we're all faced with. Right. Um, so we don't have to get into the facts as much anymore. We already know about it. Yeah. So let's take a look at, and I want you to rate how well we think three different categories have responded to the coronavirus. So the first, we'll say Ventura County, mm -hmm. right, on a micro level. Mm -hmm. Then let's, as a nation, as a country, the United States of America, how well did the USA respond? And then let's categorize everybody together on a global scale. Um, I'm notorious for offering this out. And so I'm going to ask you to, on a scale of one to 10, 10, obviously being the best overall response effort, one being the worst, how would you rate Ventura County first and why? I mean, first with Ventura County, I would say eight. I would say that now I think we're doing things that are reasonable. We've closed down the beaches, the schools, but I mean, the fact that it, it took a while for it to get serious. And I, and I understand that part of it's because Ventura County could have seen themselves being the first ones to shut everything down if everything else is open. So they needed to wait for government, the rest of uh, other counties to do so, for, for Gavin Newsom to give the order for them to do so. So I can give a little bit of slack there. But I mean, if we look back at the, the history of this, and I actually clearly remember ACE being one of the earlier schools that just took the initiative before it was made mandated as big as it was to let's stop this. Let's, let's, let's do what's right. What's necessary. So eight, because they could have done better. They could have done it earlier, but I, I give them a little bit of slack. Okay. Um, let me throw in from the, the school's perspective. Um, there's been massive communication on the part of the different districts um, within Ventura County. And it's been pretty awesome to hear uh, everybody throw in their two cents without um, their own biases or their their own gain. 
at the forefront of what they're talking about. So there has been real communication. Um, not that we don't communicate on a regular basis, but not like this. You know what I mean? So I'll, I'll, I can hear that. I'll give you an eight. Um, let me ask you this. What about the United States of America? Right. Uh, for this, I, I got, I got a really quick, uh, quick response I'll go through, but, but first off, um, that's tough. That's a tough one. Um, I, you know, I, I'm just going to go with a, with the safe number, a conservative number of six. Um, I'm still giving it a really good number where in my heart, another side of me is completely in disagreement, but with stuff like this, you know, it's, I don't want to get into the, what we could have, should have to, to a certain extent, but here's a couple of things that I think are really important that I just want to get out that I have prepared is that, uh, Michael T. Osterholm, he's an American infectious disease epidemiologist, uh, professor. He's a director of the uh, Center of Infectious Disease Research in the University of Minnesota. And what essentially he talked about is a couple of things. He states how our idea of what we're doing to bend, to, you know, bend the curve, lower the curve, it's really just suppressing the curve to a, to a great extent. It's not the cure, the be-all. It doesn't mean that we shouldn't do it. It just means that we have to realize that this is not something that's going to be done right away in one month and two weeks. The other thing that's really interesting is that he mentioned how, and I quote, if we had been serious about this, we might very well have had a coronavirus vaccine that works specifically for this strand, whether it worked for SARS or MERS. Right after SARS happened in 2003, everybody was hot on a new vaccine. But then when it went away, the interest waved away. And another real quick I want to say under that is from Peter Hotez, a scientist and pediatrician. He uh, advocates for global health and vaccinology. And essentially what he talked about is how vaccines are actually hard to get funded. There's a lot of great scientists who have a vaccine, but it's hard to get people to want to fund them because it's like taking a gamble sometimes with these vaccines. They could either work really well or they could suck. And if they suck, then, you know, the, the, those investors aren't going to, aren't going to pitch in. And, uh, and even right now, and he said on a podcast, they won recently that, that even right now it's, it's not like it's super easy. It's getting there, but it's still not super easy. And, and Bill, Bill Gates said it best right here a couple of days ago. We've all heard his TED Talk by now, hopefully on YouTube, about how he predicted such an epidemic. He said that what's going on right here about having the states have to figure out, figure out their own issue and how, how they're going to run themselves. It's very, it's very hoke and uh, it's very ad hoke. It doesn't make sense. You know, he says how in a war scenario, we have over 20 simulations. We know what to do. Um, but, but with this situation, we've never experienced it. So yes, I can give it slack that the United States have never had this, but at the same time, there's been a lot of headlines that came out about how the senators had sold some of their stocks back in January. They possibly knew how serious coronavirus was going to be. There, there wasn't knowing about it. It was just whether or not we were going to be that aggressive about it. And, and, and also, if you look at the fact that we had you know, uh, MERS in 2003 and we just, once it got better, we didn't keep advancing our vaccine, I think this is a wake-up call for us. That's what everyone's been saying. Um, I'm not saying that this is the end all be all. It's a doomsday. I have a lot of faith and a lot of research. And I think we're going to get through all this. And I do think that maybe in a couple of months, we might slowly start going out again. I know this is a long response, but that's just, that's just my response to it. I think that we could have been better had we been more prepared. And I hope that this prepares us for the next. You know, it's, it's an interesting take that you have, dude. Um, a six for the United States of America is an interesting score to give. Um, because basically, if you get a six on a test in school, you fail, right? If you get a six out of a 10, yeah. you get a 60. Yeah, um, I'm you know, failing the US you're, now. You're, yeah, you're failing the US. I mean, I, I, okay. 
you're not you're not miserably failing with the chance for mm -hmm. extra credit where you can maybe pull your score up. Correct. Um, Correct. Yes, but I do no, I do understand. I mean, the score is derived based on state to state, right? Like states are out for themselves right now. So I can I can hear what you're saying. And then um, let me ask you on a global scale. Mm. How do you feel on a global scale? The responses and why? And on a global scale, it's a tough. Go one. with the with the even seven. Even though it's odd, I'm gonna go with seven. I'm not really great at math, but uh, and every math teacher will tell you that I, I did great on the extra credits. But the the reason is is because if we're looking at it globally, there are places that have done a great job. So like we know that China right now is slowly opening everything back up after their crazy insane lockdown. Yeah. We know that as they're opening it up, they're not getting any high influx of cases. So they did a good job there. If you're looking at it globally, I'm, I'm adding the places that do really well and the places that do really bad and trying to think about that. Now, like the United States, yes, was slow. New York right now is like the highest of yeah. everywhere else. So, you know, looking at the U.S., it's kind of bringing us down. Uh, Singapore is not doing too great. But, uh, you know, and, and there's a lot of places that aren't doing too great. And I think that it's just because nobody was – was prepared enough, you know. Um, Bill yeah. Gates talked about it in that TED talk that I mentioned real quickly that we are prepared for nuclear war, but we're not prepared for what happens if a virus hits. And everything that we had in place to check for viruses, it was just to check and track and see where the viruses are going to go. There wasn't really a committee designed mm -hmm. to handle this. You know, we yeah. have the UN for, for 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 human rights problems and all these other issues, but we need a really strong thing to come together globally. Yeah. Um, so I have seven, seven globally, not just because some places are handling it great, some places aren't, and it's just like a 70% overall. I think that if we were really to do a great job, we would, we would see something similar to how we handled Ebola, possibly, where we contained it. And obviously, Ebola was an easier one to deal with, but yeah. So to recap your scores, you gave um, Ventura County an eight, an 80, the United States yeah. of America, 60. And the global response, a 70. So the USA is pulling the score down, but Ventura County is trying to bring it back up. And I appreciate the, yeah. the efforts, BC. Um, <clears throat> I like your, your logic. I mean, if I was to give some ratings, I think Ventura County is, you know, about a seven. Um, we could have acted a lot quicker. Um, I remember when my suggestion to close school for the month, people were looking at me like there was something wrong with me. Um, the wow. surrounding districts, I believe their initial call was just for the week. And mm. so I would wonder where our information was coming from as it was very clear to me. But nonetheless, we did respond and everybody acted pretty quickly. Now they closed down beaches. Now they closed down bike paths. Um, I was in Camarillo this past week. And the place where I went to, there were no, like no one was wearing masks. Nobody had gloves on. I couldn't believe it. It was, I was like shocked. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, you know, I don't really want to go much higher than that, but on the United States of America side, I'm going to definitely give it a four. Um, wow. As okay. I, I do believe there are, there are several States. I don't know if it's six or eight that are left that have yet to All really right. put any kind of shelter in place. Um, you know, regulation or restriction at all. And so you have states like California and New York, Washington, and everybody's doing what they're supposed to be doing. And then there's specific states out there that have done nothing. And so you have to ask yourself as a country, we're only going to get out of this then if we get a cure, 
right? Because breaking the chain with social distancing mm -hmm. is impossible if we're not social mm -hmm. distancing everywhere. So as soon as somebody from one of these states travels to California, we're right back yep. where we started and, and on yep. and that goes, right? So and then in and out of quarantine like that. Yeah, yeah. And then on a, on a global scale, I think I got to say we're about a five because there's some countries right. that are doing nothing and they're saying that this is what works for them. There's some countries that aren't reporting statistics in any way, shape or form that are accurate. Um, so, you know, we have no idea what's going on in some countries around the world and we won't know. And that's a little bit alarming to me And because on a global scale, we need to know, mm -hmm. you know, now is not the time for politics and games and exactly. the, the overarching chess moves that I feel like some of these um, dictators uh, really play on a regular basis, you know, but we're playing them. So I think we're, we're at about a five, but, um, I appreciate the honesty and the logic that you gave. Um, it's an interesting way to start with the elephant in the room. Mm -hmm. I think it allows us an opportunity to maybe revisit this as we're going forward to see if those Possibly. numbers um, increase or decrease. I do see this is what happens when you going down. think of stuff at 2 a.m. You just start writing. Yeah. I mean, but, and you just want to make it make sense. But I feel like yeah. it's also something that people need to, to understand. Like we're doing really well here in Ventura County. We're doing yeah. really well as a state, right? The yeah. state of California is really yeah. well. So Pro projections show that they thought we were going to be up to where New York was, and we're not. Correct. We're, we're, we're not. It's working. We're not. And today, yeah. actually, there's a little bit more aggressive uh, orders to take in, like if Beverly Hills, even if you want to go walk, you have to wear a mask now. They put that out. Ventura County, they're they're trying to strengthen it up to, if you're getting in a gathering more than two people, like you know, only for a real reason. So it's yeah. Yeah, it's yeah. Uh, let's let's take a real quick uh, pause though, and let's let's get a word from our 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 sponsors. Um, you know, I I love a pair of nice blue jeans. You know, it's it's nice, nice, nice classic American blue jeans. I used to wear really tight jeans though in high school, and, and it wasn't very flexible, and oftentimes it would rip, and it did rip many times, and and. And, you know, there was a couple times where, you know, you always, you want to wear the skinny jeans or the slim jeans, but you don't want to compromise looks for comfort or for mobility, iskish, jujitsu. Then, 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 sir, you see, you see, you want, you want my jeans now. Now, my jeans are made from spandex, so painted to look like jeans. You want to do yoga in jeans? You can do it. You want to swim in jeans? Do it. I mean, even if you want to sleep in jeans, you can do it with my jeans. And my jeans even have the sixth pocket. My jeans are custom designed, tailored to pair for your body. I mean, I mean, let me tell it to you this way. They figure out what design you want without you even saying it. All you got to do is tell them your political association. They've got you covered in designs. If, if you're a Republican, you get a nice make me great again in the bun area. If you're uh, left, if you're a Democrat, then you get a nice feel my burn in the front of the crotch area. And as for sizing, you just tell my genes your astrology sign, current longitude, latitude. They will scan your body with Earth's magnetic field. Promo code CRU for an extra 25% on top of your order. All orders um, with 25% on top of that. All those proceeds are going to go straight to my pocket. So go to my genes because they're not yours. They're mine. Awesome. Going back to this, Mr. Clausy, why are why are so many people buying 
Toilet paper. What's the deal with the toilet paper? <laughs> oh my gosh, I have no idea. Why, why is that the first purchase? Why? You know, I, I mean, we all have to go to the bathroom, but mm -hmm. did buying 150 rolls of toilet paper make you feel better about being in a worldwide pandemic? Right. Don't worry. I got toilet paper for years. Um, what should have been our first purchases? Let's, let me ask you that. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Let's think about, I don't know, food, right? Spam. 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 Tuna. Something to eat. Protein. Right. You know, I'm hungry last, right now. Easy to store. Salty. I think I might grab some spam. <laughs> Clorox. How about Clorox? The fact that it kills the germs, the virus, right? The, yeah. Disinfect it, right? I think that Ga might be something interesting. Dude, gas. No. Oh. How about propane? Right. Exactly. Power go um, out or just fueling things. How about disinfectant wipes? Yeah. How did that Ooh. not go? How is that not? That's a. Dude, I mean, here's what I'm wondering. Did the people who bought the toilet paper also buy said amount of diapers necessary? Wow. Like, do you buy six boxes of diapers for your kid? You know they're going to go to the bathroom. No, you don't. You buy them when you need them. Right. How about pet food? Or chihuahuas and cats. They can't eat toilet paper. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say this last one here. Mm. Vitamins. Vitamins, right? That's it's, big. That's huge. It's huge. It's huge. It's as if the coronavirus like starts with a, a diarrhea infection or something. <laughs> Has fiber really taken over the world? I don't know. It's almost as if we look for a reason to go off the edge so we could just do it. Um, I, I don't know, man. I don't know. I don't know. I'm sorry. I had to go that, that little rant, a digression. Um, and so at this time, um, are we ready? Do you think we're ready? Are we ready? Uh, for the, uh, for the commercials of uh, our next sponsor. Yeah. I mean, we're going to introduce a segment, which is going to be on the regular. Um, it will be called tea with Middleton, mm -hmm. right? So those of you, um, listeners out there, I'm sure, uh, you guys know Mr. Middleton, the assistant principal, a charter high school. You may have had him as a teacher. You may have had him as a sub. You may have had him for, for the number of activities that he has been the advisor for. Um, we've asked him to come on and interview um, Mr. Middleton. We will have tea with Mr. Middleton on a regular basis during this podcast. In order for us, however, to bring tea with Middleton to you guys today, this has been brought to you by Office Images where we take real images of your office and send them to you so you can use virtual backgrounds that make you look like you're at work, whether you're working or not. Want the boss to think you're pulling late night hours? Up for up. That, oh, go ahead. No, okay, this is, yeah. Up for that promotion and you need people to think you're worth more than you are? Are you trying to kiss butt properly even during a pandemic? Or is your house a mess and you want people to think that you're in the office? 
We can even send neat room images or pay more for the upgrade and we can send you videos of impressive kitchens with food on the stove showing you can even multitask even if you've never cooked a day in your life. So get office images because even if you need to get out of a job and even for you real sticklers who just need a break, we can even send you a hospital bed image of an ICU room. And for $10 extra, you can even get a room bedside mate named Kyle. Office images, Ooh. ladies and gentlemen. Yes. Bringing to you tea with Mr. Middleton. Mr. Middleton, hello, how are you? Good, I'm good. My oolong tea, um, going straight from China. Wonderful. And uh, I just have one question for you. Yeah. How are you being the bamboo right now? Wow, that's that's a big question, Nikon. Um, I, I, first off, I, I hope you are well, and I hope your family is well. Um, thank you, thank you, thank you for for inviting me into your podcast with uh with Mr. Clausey. How am I being the bamboo? Well, I think before I answer that question, we have to define what is the bamboo. Um. The bamboo is, or a bamboo tree, is, is the world's strongest plant. It's the world's strongest plant, um, not because it grows um, faster than any other plant um, outside of maybe like kelp. Um, it's it's the, the world's strongest plant because it bends and it does not break. That is, that is being the bamboo. That's the essence of the bamboo is flexibility, um, change, floating with the winds of change, um, and never, never cracking, never breaking. Um, that is, that's the essence of being the bamboo. Um, so during this period of, of great, I'm just going to call it a period of uncertainty, um, not, not a time of pain or joy, but just a time of un uncertainty. Um, how am I being the bamboo? Um, well, in my, my time of isolation, um, there's two things that I'm doing, Nikon, that I, that I think um, everybody could, could learn to reflect on a little bit. Um, the first is the power of moments for me. Um, so goals, right? Like we, we love to set goals for ourselves. Um, and, and even like within the teaching world, we, we backwards map, right? We set this, we create a test and then we work backwards and then we build up our kids to that test, right? So it's this, this goal that, that is very tangible and you can see it, whether it's a goal next week, like a short-term goal or this long-term goal, um, like what we used to do in economics and in five years and 10 years, I want to be doing this, 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 and this. All of that doesn't seem very important right now, does it? Um, so what do you do? You, you embrace this moment, um, and, and celebrate and redefine and reshape what you're doing right now, because that's what matters right now. That is what you can control. You have no idea where the world is going to be next week. You have no idea where the world's going to be in May. Um, you have no idea where the world's going to be in a year. Um, and that can be really powerful when you think about it. Because if, if you stop worrying about where you're going to be next year and really focus on what you're doing right now, 
you're going to make sure that this particular moment is so incredibly special and so impactful. Um, and I've got, I, I have little sticky notes since I've been in isolation all over my uh, kitchen. And they're, they're just little quotes and statements to myself. I've taken my accountability mirror, moved it out of the restroom and into my kitchen. Um, and nice. so I've got little, little quotes and little statements all around my kitchen that are slowly collecting dust. Um, but they're just quick reminders to, to reposition myself into this particular moment. So like this, this conversation is really cool because this might be the only human interaction I have today, um, which is, is fine. I'm going to celebrate it and I'm going to build it up and make sure that this conversation is, is super impactful. Now I've already, I've already talked to my mom today and I have another call with her later today. I'm going to help her try to figure out how to use Netflix on her remote and it'll be awesome <laughs> and comedic all at the same time. Awesome. But it's like when I call her, I'm going to be much more purposeful because I'm going to celebrate this particular moment. It's not like, all right, well, I talk to my mom every week and it's just a quick check-in. No, it's like this, this call, this call matters. Um, the second thing that I do, Nikon, that I'm really, really focusing in on right now is I am being gracious to myself. You have to when you think about it. And we, that's the first thing that we let go, especially in like a mission-driven world like educators live in. Um, any public servant, we spend so much time worrying about other people's candles that we forget to light our own. Um, and there's, there's this, that, that great quote that I love, a, a thousand candles can be um, lit by a single candle. I'm, I'm paraphrasing it, but you get the idea we too often forget to light our own candle. Um, so I've been reading, I've been watching shows that I've never watched before. Um, I'm gonna get on my stationary trainer and ride, I don't know, three hours in the garage today. It's gonna be awesome. I so am- No more uh, Downtown Abbey or no more Downtown Abbey? I'm watching The Crown right now, Nikon. Oh, okay. And. Mr. Clausey won't admit it, but he's actually a fan of The Crown. <laughs> no way. Yeah. I've never seen that show for the record, Nikon. Not once. And, and you are missing out. <laughs> I think I might check this, this show out, The Crown. I, I, uh... I, I know I'm, I'm appreciating it, but yeah. It, it's stuff like that. Right? You, you, whatever you love, whatever you, you really value, your hobbies celebrate them right now because um, they're they are so important we've got to use this period of time to to go back to what matters to us because um, again you like where's the world going to be in a year right the world could be better off when you really think about it that's true Out of that's that. true i don't want to get historical during um tea with with mr middleton though <laughs> it, it, it'll probably happen at some point but all all great change comes out of periods of of either dissatisfaction with the status quo or 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 great changes um just traumatic events i mean there's a reason why we started with the black plague in ap european history Right. The Black Plague gave birth to the modern world, modern Western civilization. 
not modern. Um, so, you know, it's, are, are we at the Black Plague? I don't know. Um, but we're at, at a, a period where there could be positive change or there could be negative change. Yeah. Right. Absolutely. I mean, it's well put, John. I, I appreciate the insight with regards to the, the metaphor of the candle because, you know, <clears throat> being home, we're physically forced to reflect. Mm-hmm. We're physically forced to stop yeah. going the, the hundred mile an hour every direction that we find ourselves going in on a regular daily basis. Mm-hmm. Um, and it allows you to then put things into perspective. And I think that domino effect, right? The, the lighting, the candle theory, the domino effect is just tremendous and, and has been. Um, so I appreciate as always um, inspiring words from Mr. Middleton. Um, Thank you. Thank you, Mr. Middleton. I, I appreciate it as well, although I, I will admit the uh the USC jersey is a little was a little if it just had a UCLA, I think it would be in better uh, fitting. But uh Nikon, you should see his office now. His office is I mean, Nancy and Monica a, have corrected me. Really? It is crimson and gold. Those are the two colors. Not red and <laughs> Once red. this is over, that's the first thing or I'm cardinal, gonna, I'm cardinal. Gonna, I need to see. Cardinal and gold. Cardinal right? and gold. Just Cardinal and gold. Cardinal and gold. Crimson. I, I, oh, yeah. I don't know what crimson is. It's not a color. Not from one uh, of the cartoons. Holiday no. cartoon. Crimson. I thought it was a color. I just went with it. I don't know. No, it's, it's not a color. It's, it's like a, a, some sort of abstract thing that nobody can define. Um, mm, so it's a higher level color possibly. Ooh. It's cardinal and gold. And gold. Right? <laughs> Not red and yellow. Cardinal. Red and yellow. And Cardinal. gold. Okay. And gold. In his defense, Nikon, I was able to go to USC and was given the grand tour yes. by Mr. Middleton himself. Yeah. Wow. And amongst the thousands of people that were around us, um, he knows that campus so well that we were able to park we were able to go to the places that um, just afforded such a, a, an authentic opportunity to embrace right. not only my first right. time, but anytime somebody gets to go there, is, I definitely right. feel like something they should experience and not right. just that game. Like it was the campus was alive. The environment was electric. It was really something special to see. So, so you're saying USC is not just some privileged campus. There's some hard and meaning to it as well. I, I mean, I, I can understand that. But but you have it's to also know. Family Nikon. Yes, I, I mean, you know, you have to also know though, Nikon. Um, yes. I I do go to the Westwood campus. Okay. Um, I have been frequent frequenting the campus now for years. Um, I go for for medical reasons, but that being said, I'm more familiar with UCLA campus. Oh, um, okay. than I am USC. And I think that was also John's intent to make sure that there is a balance there. And I was um, equally exposed to both. Um, wow. And so, uh, you know, it, it was, it was special though, John, it really was. Amy and I still talk about it. It was really pretty cool um, to experience it through your lens and experience it yeah. nonetheless um, was something that I was glad that I was able to do. Um, and I don't feel like my California experience would have been fully equipped and complete unless I had done something like that. Not that I'm capping it. And, and, I'm, and I'm just being, I'm just trying to make some kind of rifts within the current, but I, uh, I think that, uh, I think that that's awesome. I'm kind of jealous, honestly, because I can only imagine how enthusiastic and amazing that would be to have Mr. Middleton 
mm-hmm. you know, explain his perspective, what he sees USC as, because, yeah. you know, a school's a school, but it's really about how someone sees and how someone experienced it. That's what I think is the, the beauty in it. And if it's some frat guy, I don't think I'd like it, but if it's from Mr. Middleton's perspective, I'll give USC a shot. Oh, yeah, no, we wound up. That's what I'll say. We wound up in front of the, what was it, John? The student union? The the union hall? Yeah. And um, we got like the perfect center spot, which was almost quasi like a part of what was going on um, to to observe the marching band and observe these very, very well rehearsed Mm -hmm. um, maneuvers that did not seem easy were in perfect coordination and unison with each other. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and it was one of the last, it wasn't it was like an honor to it's one of the last times or what yeah. was the significance of that, John? Um, I, I appreciate you bring that up. Um, Mr. Clausey. Uh, so the, the band director at USC, um, this is, this was his 50th year directing that band. He started in 1969. I don't know how old he was in, in 1969, but when, when you think about like being a leader in an organization for 50 years um, is, is something really unique and special. Um, so yeah, this, this last year was his last year. Um, and he, his, his like celebration, because this is also a guy that would literally take it two years to celebrate his last year. Um, his he was supposed to have in May his his banquet, um, raise a little money on the side for the university. But his banquet uh, is this May or was this May? Um, it has been postponed until the fall. Um, and then homecoming of this upcoming football season, so homecoming in November will be his last time up on the ladder directing the SC band. Um, wow. So for the, for the first time in 50 years, they are going to have a new leader of, of that organization. And Mr. Middleton gave us the absolute best view and experience that really kind of defined what, what this man has done to that culture on yeah. that campus, Nikon. It was, it was so inspiring. It really was. It was so cool. It was like if I had a chance and had gone to USC a number of times, from like a fraternity lens and then from an athletic lens from a different sport and, and on and on and it would go, I think I would still go this route because it was just, you become such a part in what's going on and the experience and, and everyone around you was truly embracing what they were listening to and what they were watching because they also understood exactly what Mr. Milton was just explaining to you. And, and so it was right. special to be there. I, I don't know much about that, but you know, I could personally speak as someone who's had Mr. Middleton as a teacher from freshman to high, you know, senior year of high school, um, you're like that for me, Mr. Middleton. I mean, the fact that I'm here three years out of high school talking to you, mm-hmm. um, making weird jokes about USC, thinking it's funny. But point is, is the fact that I can do that just goes to show that, you know, you don't teach just because, oh, this is my job. This is my nine to five. You, know, you go much beyond that. And I, I really appreciate that. And everything that you've done, everything that I've experienced with you has really shaped who I am today as far as even one, you know, questioning myself, the idea that there's always a yin and a yang and, and finding myself to be and try to be more in the middle, and try to be more centered rather than taking on one side or one opinion and neglecting someone other's viewpoint. And that's something that I really learned 
as well as many other things from you and having you as a, as a mentor of mine. So thank you, Mr. Milton. Thank you for, for coming on and, and, and giving us this. I really appreciate it. You're, you're welcome, Nikon. Yeah, no, this is, I, I'm, I guess we're going to be doing this every week. Yes. Uh, or at least I'm going to be holding you to it. What else are we going to um, do? Yeah. <laughs> and, and from that, shouldn't we be doing this, right? I've, I've, some of the things that I have, have just absolutely nerded out on the last, what, it's been about a month now, are, are the things that um, I used to really like to do that I, I, for whatever reason, just time or my job or, or, or the seasons I stopped doing. Um, so I'm, I'm, I'm really enjoying little things again. And if we can podcast every week, then, then that is awesome. Oh, we will. Oh, we will. Yeah, we will. Right on. All right. We'll, well see you, John. I will talk to you gentlemen later. Um, I, I look forward to, uh, just to seeing the podcast grow over time. I know when I'm, when I'm around you two, I'm, I'm talking to two of the most creative um, and in power, you know, just creative people. Um, so to get the, the band back together that was Nikon and Mr. Clausey on Ace News, oh, it's, that's, that's exciting to me. This, this is, go. is going to be great podcasting great television um it's, <laughs> mm, this is uh, i am in the in the presence of greatness right now when thanks john you two are thank together. you yeah so thanks dude all right well maybe next week i'll have my my virtual background figured out um but until then until then tea with middleton ladies and gentlemen we'll see you next week all right so Nikon, that first of all was awesome, mm -hmm. and I want to bring us to our next segment. Yes, um, and this one's called "What Are You Doing?" And right. yes, do you remember that? Do you remember the "What Are You oh, Doing?" Yes. Oh right? yeah, Mario, Mario, yeah. what are you doing? Miss Ochoa still makes fun of me for saying Mario's name. I don't know why <laughs> I feel like I say it correctly. Okay, um, Mario, do you feel the same, Mario? If you're listening, let us know. Please, right? Um, and so this segment really is calling all students and former graduates. We are asking if any of you want to be interviewed like it was 2016 around these parts. Um, hit us up and we will schedule you and get you out there so you, we can see what you're doing, we can hear what you're doing. Um, you know, and so to start, Nikon, tell me, what are you doing? I, I don't know. I'm still trying to figure that out. I'm being very frank with you, but, uh, you know, I'm, I'm working on myself. You know, I say that a lot, but, uh, this, this quarantine has really made me as Mr. Middleton said, focus and, and almost kind of reevaluate my priorities in life. I had everything planned out. I was going to do speech debate. I was on the speech debate team for college. Okay. I was going to go to the national level. I had been spending, you know, five, six times a week meeting with coaches, practicing my scripts, memorizing speeches, preparing for, for, these, for these crazy events, this world of speech debate, and all of it goes away. And so what am I doing now is, is I'm just trying to push the creative process. I want to make 
podcasts. I'm going to make music videos of myself rapping. I'm going to give it all I got because I don't know what else to do. So that that's what I'm doing. I'm just trying to figure myself out more and just be me. I love it. I wouldn't expect anything less other than you slowly learning to take over the world to summarize. Excellent. 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 <laughs> um, and so again, um, for our listening audience and the viewers out there, as Mr. Middleton is calling it, we are on television, which is awesome. I'm also yes. supposed to say anything about his Mohawk. Um, We'll let yeah. that go for now. I was waiting. Right. Maybe you're going to fold that one up the sleeve and save it for later. Well, well, me and Mr. Middleton are going back to the early 2000s. I got the shark tooth and the, and the beard thing, and he's, he's got the spike. He's got the spike. He's got the spike. But the spike is a good sign from what I've seen. When he has the spike on, that means he's happy. He's in a great mood, which he always is. But that just means he's in a more uh, relaxed, open-minded mood. Yeah. It's a, it's a symbol of youth, the spike, right? Yes. Um, his crazy youth. Uh, so <clears throat> once again, if you guys are out there, um, we're calling all former students and graduates. I know Mr. Milton reached out to you guys um, not long ago, sent an email because I saw everybody hit up the podcast I posted. So um, we want to hear from you more. We want to interview you guys, get you on here and find out what are you doing. And um, that brings us to our next segment, Nikon. It's what have you seen that's been hysterical out there lately? Um, let's try to take it for a, a spin of the, of the positive and the funny. Um, mm -hmm. Anything, I mean, I've, I've come across a couple of things. I want to see if you have seen them, if you've watched them, uh, heard them, et cetera. First one is I came across this, I think it was like a quick little video of a yeah. cow sitting on a couch. It was. And she spilt a glass of wine all over her face. Did you see but that? What, what, what's funny about that isn't the fact that she just spilled a glass of wine on her face, but was the fact that she was playing one of those games that, yes. it, you know, they have something like, what kind of bread are you? What kind of cheese are you? Right. And I think it's an Instagram game and she's posing. She's got the, the, the smoldering look. She's got the, the, the ducked out lips and she's giving that. And that's why it's funny because she's, she's giving the, the almost Donald Trump-like stare with the lips. And, and in doing so, right, this confident, arrogant cockiness almost then leads to the wine spilling. And then you see this, this innocent person who's just like, oh, no, and it gets all over her face. I mean, it was just, it was hilarious. But, but, but the combination of like trying to be really confident and having, it was just, a, it's just. Awesome. So awesome. I'm going to give you another that. one. I'm going to change my virtual background for this wow. one. Wow, okay. Purposely. Very nice. Okay. Do you know what this one's from? Game of uh, Thrones, I believe. Okay, Game of Thrones. So I'm going to ask you this one. Okay. How about the lady who, during a Zoom meeting, um, she had got up and forgot she was Zooming and went to the bathroom on Zoom. I, I actually felt so bad for her. Oh, man. I, I just, she seemed so innocent. So just, and I just, just didn't really, but, but also... I, I question some of these videos. I question how legit it is because she just happens to take a laptop to her while she, for beers who are listening, like, what are you talking about? She could have been this on her phone. Is, right. No, no, it wasn't a phone. It was a laptop. It wasn't a phone. It was a laptop. Well, I, here's why I think so. Because the way she just threw it on the ground when she went over to the restroom, 
Yeah. It stood upwards. Oh, and okay. the way so that the it, she kind of moved filmed, it yeah. when she realized it was filming, it just seemed like it would have been a laptop that got shaped. It was crazy. I mean, I've been on a lot of Zoom meetings. Um, I, I was on like three today, right? One I couldn't even get into. Um, and so, and it's 1130, right? I'm Zooming constantly. I get it. We're, we're working and we're, we're living at the same time. Um, but that's just nuts, man. I, I, if, if that was staged, kudos to everybody else in that meeting. But if you right. heard their responses after, like the, the person just totally hung up, et cetera, right. um, after realizing what, what was going on. I mean, the one guy was really creepy, though. I mean, nothing, nothing was shown in the video. Obviously. No, right. Right. Like, like the way that it was, you just see her, like she went to the restroom, but you don't see any, you know, it's not like she got exploited in that sense. Yeah. Um, but there's this one guy who just kept looking, the only one guy in the call. And then he says afterwards, I didn't see anything. And I'm just like, Ugh. Ew. It's gross. It's gross. Um, I got a lot of funny memes, funny, okay, funny memes of parents being teachers. Mm. Um, I have, a, I have I, one of those, but yeah, go for it. I mean, I myself am a high school principal. I've got 20 years of experience and I've been teaching elementary education to my second grade and kindergarten kids. And it is extremely challenging at the end of the day, which is like two 30, right? That's when school is supposed to finish for them. I am exhausted. And I have seen these memes of parents and what they're trying to do to their kids as well. And I agree with every single one of them. Um, honestly, I, I, <clears throat> some of them are just amazing. Kids being tied down, kids being taped together in their rooms just because you're just at that point. you know. And of right. course, it's funny, but it does metaphorically represent how we feel at a time like now. Um, and they're just important that I think we're able to laugh at this as well. Cause we would never tape our kids or tie them down. Right. Uh, um, but you know where I'm going with all that stuff. Uh, so, um, all that being said, there's some cool things that are going out there and we'll continue to bring them up in some future episodes. Definitely. Definitely. Um, I have to say, dude, this has been a lot of fun. A lot. Of it, fun. uh, it really has been. And for those of you who are, you know, watching this with my video on YouTube. Uh, thanks for watching it this long. This is me. This is me and Mr. Clausey. Uh, for those who are listening, I just put up a photo of uh, my younger self, uh, my younger face with Mr. Clausey, who Mr. Clausey appears to never be aging. I'll give him that. He just stays the same uh, young looking, uh, smoldering looking, the rocks uh, more uh, mature, little more uh, less, 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 less insane brother, I'd say. I got a lot of gray coming in, though. I got to tell you, I got a lot of gray coming in. I don't, I don't see it. It looks like a nice highlight, almost like if you purposely put a little bit of gray just to say I have an edge, almost like you wanted to give a little bit of a, of a George Clooney, just a little bit of a George Clooney. That's all I'm going for. Which, which honestly, I, I see you as a George Clooney. That, that's a perfectly celebrity uh, lookalike right there, I think, of George Clooney. Except Thank you. I think you're taller, though. I think you might be taller. I might be taller. Um, I definitely might be don't. stronger as well. I might be stronger. I, I definitely yeah. don't have the pizzazz that George Clooney has. Um, 
but I've definitely been a huge fan of George Clooney my whole life. I love George Clooney movies, even the American. I don't know if you've ever seen the American people. I really like that. That was awesome. Mysterious, weird. It was. I, that was the last movie I saw from him. It was very, yeah. his fascination with butterflies. Very interesting. Well, it also takes place in Italy. He owns a house in Lake Cuomo. Right. So he wanted to really capture a lot of Italy, which I think people aren't um, truly exposed to because they just no. know like the popular areas, et cetera. But exactly. Um, exactly. amazing movie if you've ever seen it and I appreciate the compliment and that's an awesome way for us to end this first episode the inaugural episode dude um, I gotta say it's been great getting the group back together I appreciate the picture the trip down yeah. memory lane yeah. um, I also like the fact that we're able to to tap the mind of Nikon Razi unfiltered Without it's very hard to do. I don't do this normally. I'm no. very uh, PC minded. So this is where I just kind of float out. Yeah. I mean, we will continue to be PC. Absolutely. With, right. um, with the lens that I think is, is most appropriately accurate. Um, as I do feel like our wavelength is pretty similar. So um, that being said, I mean, thank you guys for tuning in and watching and listening to our television broadcast as Mr. Middleton would call it. Mm -hmm. um, I hope you enjoyed Tea with Middleton. I hope you enjoyed um, talking about the elephant in the room and, and shared a couple laughs in the interim. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, we'll be bringing you episodes as often as we possibly can. because yeah. this Shooting is for, uh, for Fridays. Shooting for Fridays, right? As usual, right? Years as ago, usual. that was always your... You pulled the all-nighter on Thursday night and you come in on Friday with a new Ace News and that was always Yeah, awesome. yeah. 2, 3 a.m. Yeah. All right. Well, this is the Roz Unplugged. I do. This is the Claws and Roz Unplugged, ladies and gentlemen. This is the I'm sorry. I really want to do the ending part. You can do the intros. I can. I do the endings. It's even without it. Yeah. Go ahead. All right. I uh I don't know how long that was. I think it may have been too long, but uh